Welcome to the 20th episode of the Deep In with Ed podcast. The Deep In with Ed Robinson. The Deep In. Yes, this is our 20th episode since we launched this podcast in July of 2021. And I just want to thank you in advance, those of you who have been rolling with me, who've been listening and so forth. Uh, I'm very grateful and thankful for the opportunity that I've had to uh, be able to share information with you. What I thought I'd talk about on this particular episode is five lessons learned from podcasting, five lessons learned from podcasting, and then overlay them for application for you and your lives. And so before we do so, I want to provide you with a a lifeguard tower moment. Remember, a lifeguard tower moment is something that you can do for someone else. Normally, I'm telling you to look outwardly and go out and do something for those in the workforce, those in your community, those on your jobs and so forth. This time, I want you to look inwardly and I want you to do something for a family member. Find one of your family members, especially during this holiday season, and look for an opportunity to serve them, to do something nice for them, to encourage them in their journey. People are really, really going through a lot of things, and you have family members, sisters, brothers, nephews, nieces, uncles, aunties, uh, God family members, and so forth. Look for an opportunity to do something nice for them. Welcome back to the Deep End with Ed podcast. Again, this is our 20th episode. Can you believe that? It seemed like we only started yesterday and we are up to number 20. Let me tell you what the roadmap is from here. So after this episode, the next thing that we're hoping to do is to start seasons. And so I want to start breaking them down into seasons and the I'll give you kind of a prelude to the upcoming season, season number two. And it will be dealing with greatness grows here. In other words, listening to inspiring uh, stories of individuals who have made an impact in in our lives. And so that's on the agenda going forward. But today we want to again talk about on this episode, episode number 20. I keep saying it over and over. Number 20. I can't believe that we're at number 20 already. We want to talk about five lessons learned from podcasting. So lesson number one, the first lesson that I learned is that it is not as easy as you may think. I think some people think that, you know, I just come and light up the the uh, microphones and kind of go from there, but that's not, that's not the way it works. Let me give you a story. About uh, 12, 13 years ago, one of my sisters by the name of Karen uh, invited me to walk uh, the full course 26 miles of the Los Angeles uh, Marathon. And because I'm a former marathon runner, I just deduced, I detected, I assumed that it would be so easy because if I could run 26 miles, I sure enough can walk uh, 26 miles. So the day came and in between my between my wife and my sister, they kept telling me, Ed, have you been practicing? Have you been doing anything? You need to go out and walk. Nope, I'm just going to show up. 
and so forth. So macho, ego, pride, etc., etc. We show up on the day of the marathon and we got to probably, I don't know if my sister Karen uh, remembers this. She's probably listening to this episode. But we got to around mile number eight or now nine or so. And I felt like I was getting blisters on my feet. I felt like, you know, something just wasn't right. And we stopped, checked my shoes. Everything was okay. And, um, you know, it was just one thing after another. And finally, after eight hours, we get to mile 26. And my brother-in-law, Cedric, was ready to take a picture of us. And all I knew is that I was passing out. I was about to faint. I, I, I'd hit all kind of uh, proverbial walls. We were finished. And my sister told me that my sugar level had dropped and my body didn't know what to do because normally I was used to doing marathons in four hours or less. And now we're in double time. And so as a result, uh, I it didn't know what to do. So I'm, I'm saying, telling that story to say this, that as I mentioned earlier, it's not that I, because people have asked me, Ed, how do you do your podcast? I mean, do you like have a, a storyboard? Do you have notes? Do you, I mean, what do you do? And usually as a rule of thumb, I try to have an outline, I have an idea of what it is that I want to talk about. Uh, but I don't have, you know, like full blown narratives, you know, word for word. I tried that initially and it, it was no bueno. It didn't work well. It sounds as if I was lecturing along those lines and I wanted to be able to come across as converse, conversing and just laid back and so forth. And so um, I just want to say to you is that um, something that you may be desiring to do, it may be a desire to have your own business. It might be a desire to go back to school. It may be a desire to get married. Maybe a desire to purchase a house. It may be a desire to purchase a, a car or to purchase rental property. Whatever your desire may be, just know that sometimes it's not as easy as it may look. Uh, my wife used to have all kind of sayings and books and things that you can read. And she had one book that just had high resonance with me. And it simply says that everything seems impossible until it gets done. And that is so true when you think about things that you're trying to accomplish. Uh, sometimes, you know, it looks easy, especially when you look at someone who has mastered his or her craft or profession or their academics or whatever uh, they're putting in that time that student that is getting the A's all A's he or she are putting in time you know some people are just gifted geniuses but those are outliers or those are rare uh, individuals they're usually are opening up the books and spending the time that athlete that's at the top of his or her game they are spending time when everybody else is chilling and partying and doing the things they need to do uh, the fellow students they they this those athletes that are top of their games they are rehearsing they are putting in the work as they say those individuals who are succeeding on their jobs yes you do have nepotism and favoritism and all of the other isms that sometimes work against individuals when you are in the business uh, world, the business sector, but usually you have individuals who are putting in the time. They are working hard. They're studying the reports. They're learning how to present. They're learning how to, uh, about emotional intelligence and all of the other nuances that they need to be effective. Uh, so it's important again to know that things are not as easy as it might, as we may think that they are.
That was one lesson learned. The second lesson that I learned uh, from podcasting is that it takes time to find your rhythm. It takes time to find your rhythm. I remember when I was learning to drive a stick shift car, you know, with the four speeds and the clutch and and, and so forth. And I remember as I was uh, training and learning how to do that, I was sometimes I would I was what they say, strip the gears. That's when your hand movement and your foot movement on the clutch is not, you know, gel gelling. It's not vibing. It's not together. And you're like, you know, and it doesn't sound good at all. Or if you're on a hill and you have to balance the car uh, with the clutch so you won't. Um, you know, the car won't go backwards. Now, I, I just I just surmise. I just assume that there are some people on here probably have no idea what I'm referring to as relates to a stick shift cars. All cars uh, aren't automatic. There are some cars that have this thing called a clutch. And the way you know that you look inside the car and you just see you see a brake pedal in the middle you see the gas on the right hand and then you see this other thing that looks like a brake pedal usually that is a clutch and so I I, I had to learn how to drive a uh, stick shift so I can get home and quit clanking and you know installing and people getting mad and giving me the middle finger and and all these other things or whatever because I was moving too slow and that's the same thing that it relates to podcasting I had to find my voice I had to find my rhythm I had to find my cadence and uh you know especially going from uh from i used to do uh television interviews i used to uh, serve as a uh, work as a host and i was always used to asking the questions and like right now and i'm sitting in the studio by myself and so you have to kind of find your rhythm you have to make sure your energy level one of my daughters is notorious on my head daddy your energy level is, is low you got to make sure you keep it up and so uh finding that rhythm and so i'm saying to someone under the sound of my voice that you may be in a situation where you just have not been able to find your groove you have not been able to find your rhythm you have not been able to find your purpose find your calling and one thing that i always like to ask individuals when it comes to purpose and calling what is the one thing that you will do uh for free and you think about that, you know, how can you service? How can you help others? You know, what is it that just makes you get up early in the morning and and just drives you? And, you know, you're passionate, whether it's art or whether it's uh, playing sports or whether it's um, starting a business, whether it's creating something from the ground up or whether it's out serving food to those who are less fortunate. We all have purpose and passions and uh, what my purpose may be is not the same as yours and vice versa so finding that rhythm finding that groove finding whatever it is that you uh, delight yourself in doing I think is very important to be able to know that you have that passion my passion one of my passions is public speaking I really enjoy public speaking I don't consider myself to be the best in the craft Added, but I really enjoy uh, doing so, which leads me to my third lesson. One of the third lessons that I learned of uh, the five lessons from podcasting is that it does help me with my verbal skills. It helps me to be able to connect. It helps me to be able to uh, put a sentence together. It helps me to really kind of paint a picture and to really um, make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm being clearly understood. Uh, when I was in high school, I never forget, and uh, 
Some of you who went to Compton High School may remember this very classy lady, Miss Renee Dorsey. And Miss Renee Dorsey made us read what is known as the Book of List, L-I-S-T-S, the Book of List. And what it was, it was a compilation or a collection of the top 100 fears and phobias that Americans had at that time. And uh, we looked at it and she was trying to show us how to uh, deduce how to uh, interpret data. And when I looked at it, I saw what was number one. And then I looked and I saw death like number four or five or number three. And I said, Miss Dorsey, are you telling me because the number one fear way back when I was in high school was public speaking? I said, are you telling me that most people rather die than give a speech? She says, almost literally, uh, that is what it is that uh, what, you're, what you're reading it correctly. And so, therefore, I like to be able to, again, to not to hear myself talk. Let me be really clear because your boy can do a lot of talking. But I like to also consider myself to be a very effective listener. I try to listen with the intent so people can understand. Uh, another one of my um, professors when I was at uh, Compton College, the the late uh, great Dr. Uh, Fred Darby, he was a real estate guru, and he always began each lecture with a uh, quote or a story. And I'll never forget uh, this quote. He would often say, and I do quote, listen not for what I say, but for what I mean. I know yet you believe you understood that what you may have heard may have been what I meant, end quote. Sounds very confusing and you know, very muddily and so forth. And so um, the point is, is that you want to be clear. You don't want to be muddly. You know, as my uh, late brother Raymond would say, you know, take out the hithers and the tithers, you know, make it real plain. And so that's what I try to do. So podcasting has helped me with my verbal skills. And maybe you're in a situation where you are trying to enhance your public speaking skills. You're at a point where you're ready for promotion, but you don't like communicating verbally. And one of the things that you can do, you can get involved with an organization called Toastmasters International. Toastmasters International, as it implies, it's all around uh, the world and it is a communications group. Now, let me be real clear because some people get afraid of it. It's not just teaching you how to verbally communicate, but it teaches you how to listen. Uh, there's various roles that you have to play. You have to report back out. It teaches you how to think on your feet. Uh, they have these things called table topics and where they're giving you hypotheticals. And it might be, you know, Ed, you're running for the president of the United States. Tell us uh, in 30 seconds why we should vote for you. And I found that particular exercise when I was deeply involved in Toastmasters, it helped me in my career because it helped me with interviewing skills to think on my feet. And so there are a host of things that you can learn from Toastmasters. I am an ardent uh, 5 billion percent supporter of Toastmasters. So just Google it. You know, there are community uh, Toastmasters group. There are employer uh, Toastmasters group. There are academic Toastmasters group where you can learn how to hone your skill. If you're volunteering on a non at a nonprofit organization, including faith based organizations, you can get involved, you know, where you can volunteer, whether you're doing announcements or you're helping with, you know, a class 
classes, teaching uh, children uh, classes, things of that nature, just getting used to standing up and to speaking. Uh, one of my daughters uh, asked me one day, Daddy, do you ever get nervous when you do your verbal presentations or communications? I said, all the time. And of course, she didn't believe it, me. And I told her, you know, if I didn't, then I'm not normal. I'm not human. Even before I go online uh, and do my uh, my uh, podcast, I'm always uh, doing centering exercises where I'm quieting my mind. I am visualizing a good uh, uh, podcast or a good presentation, whatever it may be. I can go on and on in the realm of verbal uh, skills, but podcasting has taught me the ability to just communicate succinctly and really uh, say what you mean and mean what you say and move on. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, thing that I use often when I'm at uh, uh, when I'm speaking publicly and and uh, I know you're pressed for time. I always tell them, you know, being from Compton, I learned a five B as in boy principle, which simply means be brief, brother, be brief. And so podcasting taught me that so lesson number one i learned again it's not as easy as you might think lesson number two i learned that it takes time to find your rhythm lesson number three it helped me with my verbal skills and the fourth uh, lesson that i learned from uh, podcasting is that it is it is rewarding to share resources. I find it very rewarding when I could, whether I have information myself that I can share uh, to help someone out and or um, uh, that I may have guests that can disseminate and share information that can be beneficial to others. And so it reminds me of my late uh, mother. My mama used to, I'm going to say mama, mama used to uh, on her every Tuesdays of certain times of the month, she would make sandwiches. And I remember I would go by the house and I would see Mama making all of these sandwiches. Mom, what are you about to do with those sandwiches? She said, well, son, I'm going to give them to the homeless. I'm going to help them out. And I remember numerous times, a few times, you know, Mama would be by herself in her car and she would just be giving them out through Compton. And I said, Mama, this is not, you know, strategic and or safe. And so... Uh, her pastor, Pastor Garvey, off of Santa Fe uh, near Compton Boulevard, he would allow her an opportunity to use the church parking lot to share information. And so I learned that sharing is caring and caring is the ultimate expression of self. So when you think about, you know, sharing resources and there are uh, those uh, who are listening to this episode, you are leaders on your jobs, you are leaders in your business, you're leaders in school, you're leaders in your home, and you have information that you might be able to help somebody else with. And I think it's important to be able to just share that information so individuals can have an opportunity to have a more enriched, enriched, a more enhanced, a better life. So always looking for ways to share information. And so when I'm in my travels, I'm, I'm one of the lines that I've always lead in with when I meet someone, I'll tell them, tell me your story. I'll ask them to tell me your story. And sometimes they'll look at me like, what? My uh, two of my daughters were with me. Uh, we were in uh, New York. And every time we got in the cab, that was one of the first things they put me in the front and I'd be in there talking to the cab drivers. Hey, tell me your story. And they're like, what do you mean? What my story? Well, where are you from? You know, your country of origin or your background. 
And after a little while, you start learning all kind of things and people start sharing information that can be helpful uh, to you. You know, for instance, you know, here's the quickest way to get back to your hotel or here's how you get over to this monument and so forth and so forth. So, again, looking to find out ways in which you can help someone. Someone may be interested in going into the military and you know all about the ASVAB, the Armed Service Vocational Aptitude Battery Test, or someone is preparing to go into law school or to um, um, to become a doctor and you know all about the LSAT or the MCAT. Uh, there are there, there's information that I mean, that's that's a uh, uh, very uh, plenteous and it's bountiful to be able to be able to just share uh, information with individuals. I, I get the greatest kick out of it when I can help someone uh, with with the situation. Someone asked me just yesterday and they were asking me about um, if I knew of any organizations that help individuals with uh, debilitating illnesses or or um, health issues, and I thought about it, um, couldn't think of it that, at that particular time, but then when I went home, I thought about, oh yeah, Make-A-Wish Foundation, and was able to, you know, share that information. person was very ecstatic, and they were very grateful and thankful. So again, look at ways in which you can share your resources, share your insights, and let me be real clear, this is not predicated or based upon a position it's not uh, based on the, how many letters you have uh, behind your name or the way, you know, you are presented in public or you're special or you're professional. No, there are everyday individuals. You know where I see this resource sharing a lot is with mothers. Mothers have to be creative. They are they are uh, some very, very talented individuals. And someone just shared with me today a book and I, I just want to share it. I haven't read the book yet, but it just had a lot of resonance with me when I heard about this particular book. And uh, let's see, the name of the book is The Six Figure Woman. And I'm trying to find the name of it as I, it just happened so fast. But uh, yeah, someone had shared this particular uh, book with me. And uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The name of it is the Se- is Secrets of Six Figure Women. Secrets of Six Figure Women. And it's by a lady by the name of Barbara Stanny. Barbara Stanny. S like Sam. T like Tom. A Anthony. N N Nancy Y Young. So Secret of Six Figure Women. And I think the uh, synopsis of the book is that, you know, as mothers, as women, you know, women are usually the ones that are coordinating family activities and uh, very resourceful to make sure that, you know, you have the things that you need. When our three daughters and our son was, um, you know, growing up and they were very young, uh, my dear beloved wife would always find ways in which, you know, we had sandwiches and we had Capri Suns and we had everything else that we needed to make sure that we didn't have to spend a whole lot of money going to a restaurant or somewhere else to try to feed our babies and then, you know, get into all of these other places that we were going to. So you think about that, you know, ladies, mothers, you know, dads do the same thing, too. But mothers just seem it just seems natural as nurturers to share the resources. This is where you can buy this food uh, from. This is how you uh, uh, braid your your daughter's hair. This is how you talk to your 
your son. I mean, there's a, just, just a lot of lessons that can be learned uh, from us, uh, from each other. And so don't discount yourself to say, I don't have a degree. I didn't go to college. I didn't do this and that. No, 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 no. You have mother wit or daddy wit in which you can share. So again, we're talking about five lessons learned from podcasts. And the fifth lesson, lesson number five that I learned is that it takes a village to produce a podcast. It really takes a, a village to do so. There's a Chinese proverb that says, when you drink the water, never forget the brook. Translated to mean, don't forget about those who have helped you along the way to get to where you are. And several of you heard me say the story um, over six months ago when we were trying to launch this podcast. I, I got really discouraged because I had the um, I had the equipment. I had the uh, so-called uh, verbal skills, you know, communication skills to do um, the uh, podcast. I had content of what I wanted to share and disseminate, but I didn't have the technical skills to do so. And I know my swim lane reached out to several individuals. We went back and forth and, you know, things just didn't uh, pan out. And so, again, I reached out to my dear friend, Estella. And I asked Estella, I said, hey, I know someone in your family knows how to do this, um, this, this, this broadcasting, uh, podcasting uh, situation. So, yeah, I have a son who knows how to do that. And her son is Austin. You've heard me talk about Austin Roach. Austin was there from the get go. When we first started, he told me uh, some additional equipment that would make life a little bit easier for me because I had what is known as a omni um, not an omni, but it was a multi-directional uh, microphone, which meant that it picked up everything. He said, no, Ed, you need an omni type of, uh, of, of uh, microphone. And then there were other things. And so he took us through the basics. And I'll never, I'll never, I'll, I will forever be indebted to uh, Austin Roach uh, for his skill sets and for uh, rolling with me and really uh, inspiring me and encouraging me. At even times when he felt that I was getting discouraged, he would just text me and Hey, you know, everything's going to be all right, Ed. You got this. And I, I'm very grateful, you know, uh, for that. Also want to call out a couple of my daughters. One, uh, Nicole is the one that actually edits each uh, episode for me. And I, I, I appreciate her uh, doing that. And then there's my other daughter, Dr. Uh, Danielle Robinson Jenkins. Danielle is always the one that's update my uh, social media feeds and uh, making sure she's going on canvas and putting out, you know, different things that she knows that dad doesn't have the skill set or the time to do. And I'm very grateful for Dr. Uh, Robinson Jenkins and how she has helped me. And then my homeboy over in Texas, uh, Jerome Harris, when I he's a musician and he's a manager. And I reached out to him and I told him I was getting ready to start this podcast. I need a jingle. And within a matter of a couple of days, he had our original jingle. And I want to say to Jerome, I appreciate him doing so. And then uh, one of our, our, our dear uh, family friends and the person of Rodney Friend, Pastor Rodney Friend, I might add, uh, reached out to me. And he did the latest jingle that we've been uh, using for the last, you know, 15, 16, whatever episodes. So I'm very grateful you'll hear him saying, you know, the deep end with Ed Robinson. I can't say it like him as well as he, but that's uh, a Rodney friend, and I'm very grateful for that. And so why am I saying that? I'm saying that some of you on the other side of this um, 
uh, uh, microphone is are on the brink of success or you may have already arrived and been successful in whatever it is that you're doing. Don't forget those individuals who labor uh, tirelessly behind the scenes there. They don't get the credit. They don't get the recognition. They may not even make the big bucks like you. Nothing near that. But always remember them. I, I learned a real simple lesson. If you take care of your people, your people would take care of you. So I think it's important to do so. That's why when I go to public places and I see waitress and waiters and I see that, you know, they're trying to do the very best that they can. You know, I don't mind being generous with a tip or if I'm uh, asked to do a uh, an invocation or so at a public place and the waiters and the waitresses are there, I say a prayer for them also because they have families and some of them work in these hotels and places where they can't even afford to stay. So uh, the individuals at the car wash or wherever it may be, everybody has something to offer. And so what can I do? What can you do to call those individuals out to make sure that they're recognized? And so even when you go places this week and somebody does something special, especially if you're in a, um, a place where the manager may be around, it might be a retail, retail store, it may be a, um, a restaurant, it might be a doctor's office, anywhere. Uh, request to speak to their manager and tell them, you know, put in a good word for them because it's so easy to complain when something goes awry or don't go right. Uh, we're, we're quick to go out and, you know, lodge our complaints. But let's go the other way and think about something that we can do. So, again, uh, those are five lessons that I've learned from podcasting. Again, lesson number one, it's not as easy as you might think it is. Lesson number two was that it takes time to find your rhythm. Lesson number three, it helps me with my verbal skills. Lesson number four is that it's rewarding to share resources. And then the fifth lesson that I just talked about, it takes a village to produce. And I hope that uh, something on this 20th, 20th episode encourage you inspired you to press forward in your journey whatever it is you know that you are able uh, that you're looking forward uh, to trying to accomplish and as always as we get ready to land the plane i like to leave you with a coachable moment something that you can do for yourself and this week what i want you to do is that i want you to Consider one of those five lessons that I just shared enumerated with you and apply it to your life. What is it that something that you can learn from that and how can it apply to your life? How can you take something that is not as easy as you might think? How can you look at something that takes time to find your rhythm? How can you uh, consider it helps uh, me with my verbal uh, skills? How can you find it to be rewarding to share your resources or how can you uh, learn from it takes a village to produce something, whatever that may be. I happen to be talking about podcasting, but it may be something else. So, again, I'm really excited, you know, to get to this 20th episode. And again, uh, on um, going forward, we're going to now start breaking the uh, deep end with that podcast down into seasons. And so. um we're looking for, again, starting our next season and uh, we will um, 
we will talk about, you know, again, dealing with greatness. Greatness grows here. And hopefully we'll hear some unique stories from individuals uh, who are doing uh, some amazing things in their own right and in their own way. So, again, we ask that you share this podcast with others. Uh, go to Instagram or Facebook at Deep In With Ed and subscribe. Like our page. Hit us up with some comments. Hopefully some things that have uh, helped you over these last several months since we've been doing um, the podcast and uh, just remember that the uh, deep in uh, podcast the deep in with Ed podcast is a beyond the mask conversations productions